The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya, and it's great to be with you this week. There's a lot to get to, so we will try to keep our our comments short and uh, see if we can get through um, everything that's been going on. First big news, Jerry, is that there's, uh, we knew this was coming, that as inflation started to hit, workers would start to demand higher wages to keep up. And we're seeing uh, strikes already. We're going to be seeing more of that. But the big one this week was um, the, the union, the autos worker union in the States, huge massive strike that began today. We're recording on the Friday. So this is from the Kobesi letter. Justin, Union of Auto Workers officially begins strike with 12,700 workers at three plants. This is including four GM and Stellantis. The strike could impact as many as 146,000 workers by next week. What does this mean? 46% of U.S. auto production is set to go offline as a result of the strike. Plus, we also have $90 plus oil prices now and a potential large jump in car prices. This is another huge curveball for the Federal Reserve. Well, before we get to the Federal Reserve, the thing is is that you now have companies that are struggling with sales and now their workers are asking for more money, which is, you know, they're entitled to do that, of course. But it's going to make it a lot harder to make profits. So you could you could take that across many different companies, many different businesses, and apply it to stocks and say, are these companies going to be profitable for the next five years, 10 years? You've talked a lot about stagflation. This is a perfect example of stagflation where you're not selling a whole lot of cars because they're getting a lot more expensive. And now the auto workers are asking for more money. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. And you don't want to raise the prices of your items. You don't want to have to raise them. You don't you want to have to pass them. it on to the consumer. You can't make them less safe. Right? So <laughs> Three-wheeled vehicle. Yeah, we're going to go to a three-wheel. No, so this is, this is just another example of what's coming, coming down on us with, with stagflation. And this is another reason why you have to protect the wealth through this period. And what happens to gold and silver as you go through this period is they do maintain the wealth and we we know that this market is about to take off and there's mm. we're going to show some examples of that uh slightly on another oh yeah you you also mentioned oil prices going up there jerry yeah but, it's important to watch oil yeah Definitely. well they they you know they've drained the strategic oil reserves so <laughs> what what else do you have from that they drained it they got you know for midterms whatever you got a little bit of respite from that and that's over now until they start figuring out a way to become energy independent in in North America once again, those prices are not coming down. They're going up. And that seems to be the consensus across the board from many, um, many uh, people on um, podcasts and many professionals and technicians. Everyone seems to say, yeah, now that the, the draining of the reserves is done, oil prices have nowhere to go but up. Uh, exactly. We have to keep an eye on oil for us. 
Um, we, we see the correlation between gold and precious metals, and we also see the correlation with oil and Canadian dollar as well. So we keep an eye on these things, and the trend of the, this failing strategy of draining the strategic oil reserves for the purpose of lowering the, the price at the pump, very temporary. And now that we read another, further another letter from Kobesi, crude oil prices officially rise above 90 for the first time since last year, 2022. Oil prices are now up a massive 35% in just three months. We're now an incredible 29% above the levels that the U.S. was targeting to refill the strategic petroleum reserves. Meanwhile, there are less than 46 days of supply left in the U.S. reserve. The classic sell high, buyer high is coming for U.S. reserves. Will we see $100 oil prices? I believe we will. I, it doesn't seem like there's no reason why we won't. Saudi Arabia wants to keep cutting until they get their prices. Right. And I think this is also another example of the real world supply demand. You want to keep draining that? Okay. Eventually it's gone. We can see how, how almost gone it really is. And that is going to happen as well in the precious metals market. We've got some information about that um, a little bit further in the show, later in the show, but it's happening too. You can only keep draining supplies on exchanges at these price levels until you are out, just like the strategic oil reserves. And you're already seeing what happens once you've run out of that oil, what happens to prices. So I believe it's going to happen to the metals as well. What do you think? Absolutely. When you look at the the, the two types of metal that you can buy, whether it be physical versus the contract, the paper, the paper contracts far outweigh and out, um, outnumber the available gold and silver that are there for delivery to back up these contracts. It's putting a lot of pressure on the COMEX, on the London Metals Exchange. Over the past two years, this has been another theme of I need it in my hands. I want to take delivery of my contracts because you know what? I'm growing a little bit too uncertain. Who's kind of saying, who's saying that these days? I think everyone is saying uncertainty. There is uncertainty regarding this or that. There's a lot of uncertainty regarding these contracts. One contract, Jeremy, represents 5,000 ounces. So, of course, the demand for delivery is happening and the trend will continue as we're seeing a, a, a movement out of paper, out of promises, and towards protection and realizing what you have the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com jerry i think uncertainty is a huge part of it i think uh, I, I when i the things that i'm seeing the headlines i just feel like everyone's being completely whipsawed all over the place take this recent trudeau thing maybe maybe people have watched it maybe maybe they haven't where he decides to be real stern and take a stand against those those uh, um, grocery stores that are taking advantage of people because there's inflation. And everyone's clapping behind him, and I'm thinking, buddy, where were you when the pharmaceutical companies were making hundreds of billions of dollars? I didn't see you getting up there saying, listen, I know we're borrowing all the money, but we've got to keep these guys accountable. And if they don't want to drop their prices, uh, we see their profits going through the roof. And this is a health crisis. We need, to, we need to get them to pay their fair share. No, instead, it's going to be the, the grocery stores. Because why? I don't know. People aren't going out for dinner as much. They're shopping. They're going grocery shopping, right? They're cooking at home. So uh, somehow it's their fault. I do believe at this point... We are at the deflection stage. Mm -hmm. Inflation is not Trudeau's fault. 
for deficit spending. It's it's the um, it's the predatory grocery stores, and if they don't do something about it, we're going to tax them and just pass it on to the on to the the buyer anyway. Mm-hmm. So talk about your whipsaw. Talk about crazy. The whole thing is just, again, it it's crazy. I explain crazy to me. Make mm-hmm. it make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you you hit the nail right in the head with regards to, you know, where it actually came from. This is fiscal irresponsible deficit spending, hands down. This is the reason why we're seeing, you know, you know, prices going through the roof. Um, People want to get their, you know, starting to shop. Their, their disposable income is down. They're not going out to to the restaurants as much, and to deflect towards, a, you know, business that is trying to profit. You know, if they're forward thinking and if they're doing their own dot plot to see, okay, this is what the numbers show, and in a year's time, this is how much profits we're going to lose. Year over year, profits are being slashed with most businesses. So if we're headed into further inflation. Wouldn't you have to price a little bit higher now? Yeah, it could be defined by Trudeau as being greedy, but they may be planning themselves. Ultimately, I th- I think the the, sh- the shift and the blame we have the people are seeing right through. They're refocusing back to Trudeau. Maybe maybe they're having to raise their prices. This isn't necessarily about profit, but everyone's raising their prices because they're being taxed to death. Perhaps, you know, you can look in you can look at the United States. Every every state that taxed to death isn't doing very well and every state that doesn't tax to death is has has surpluses so it's pretty clear taxing is not good for business and it makes business leave and if you're going to tax people out of business then you know i i feel the whole thing right now is like a bad kind of cartoon slapstick thing where the government just has a hammer and just keeps whacking everybody unintentionally that whatever problem comes their way it's there it's someone else's fault and there's an answer for that, and it's taxing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the type of stuff that caused a French Revolution. The American Revolution happened for a lot less. Yeah. And the thing is, is people aren't really. We can all complain about it, but what do we do about it, Jerry? Mm-hmm. Exactly what you have to. This is buying gold. This is the reason why, when you have runaway spending, when you have the central planners who are not planning for your future, you need to take the wheel of the wealth for yourself. You need to. Do take take control by converting and unsubscribing, converting out of dead paper fiat currencies. They're using the currencies against us. The very deposits that we have in the bank, they're using it, and they're they're loaning it over and over again in its flat fraction of a reserve system. By removing your money out of that system, we're weakening their control. You're taking back control for yourself, and then we will see you know honesty coming back to the market. You know, eventually, I think it will get back to an honest system. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. I one hundred percent agree with you. I think physical gold and silver is honest money. I think that the BRICS nations, which we've covered a bit on the show, I think that that's what they're looking for. They're looking for honest trade amongst each other, um, and they don't have to like each other, but they want honest trade amongst each other. And I think everybody's looking for ways to make sure that trade is honest and that's going to come to the states as well uh, one things i liked about the BRICS was that they wanted to keep the currencies in a in a narrow range that they weren't going to be allowed to drop their currencies more than one percent so everybody stayed in a, in a similar range so you couldn't compete 
by by dropping the value of your dollar. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, I just Woods. I see I see the world moving towards honest money. I don't think any central bank any look the the central banks don't know what they're doing. They they couldn't see they couldn't see inflation if it was a Mack truck in front of their face while they're walking across the street. They couldn't see it. They didn't see it. They called it transitory. Now the the government is has is out of control spending. They can't stop inflation if you're going to keep spending. I think I think even in in the states, I think Zelensky's back in Washington with his with his cap out asking for more money. With the green shirt, so they the can't cap. they can't stop spending. But what you can do is you can make them responsible by by not participating. <laughs> and physical gold and silver in these circumstances, when money becomes uh, expensive, gold and silver go through the roof. And we've got a lot to talk about on the gold and silver side coming up on the other side of, of the of this break. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Stay tuned, it's the real money show on six forty Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, let's jump into premiums, uh, what's happening around the world on physical premiums, because I think that that says a lot about where the prices of physical gold and physical silver are headed, as well as their demand. You have been following Oriental Ghost on X, and he had some interesting things to say, and then it also got picked up by some others. So let us know what was going on with uh, this person that you're following now with regard to premiums. This is getting wild, Jeremy. I've been following Oriental Ghost for a month and a half now, just simply because he's in China. He's on the, you know, boots are on the ground. He's giving us the inside scoop of what's happening in China. And a lot of, a lot of things are happening. Metals are moving from west to east, and a big shift is happening specifically in the prices. So he wrote this week that the Shanghai Gold Exchange continued to rise, closing at, for the gold contract, $2,023. $2,023? What do we have the price here in, out of the comics in North America? The price of gold is $1,925. This is a $100 premium or 5% higher prices in China. Why the difference? And he continued by saying silver on the Shanghai closed at $25.40. $25.40, you say? The price of silver in North America is 23, it's $23.10. I think it was lower earlier in the week, it was, too. It was, I think earlier in the week, it was like $22.80 or something like that. That is a massive 250 spread or almost 10% spread. What is the difference? Why the big disparity? Yeah, so what's going on? Obviously, if you want to buy physical gold, silver in Asia, it's now a lot more expensive than to buy it in North America. It's as a sign. This is what wasn't happening. The, the Russians were actually talking about this. Remember, most of the mining is done in the East. London and New York, where we get our prices, do not mine anything. They're not responsible for getting their hands dirty, pulling the metal out of the ground. The, the East does. And the Russian, one of the Russian finance ministers said that, you know, we... There has to be a time where we end the manipulation, the false pricing of these assets. Really? They said that? Fast forward to today. And well, we're they know. Seeing. 
They know they they were at the GATA, uh, right? They were at GATA conventions and stuff. Yeah. That's the gold action. I think it was Lavrov. Committee. He said yeah. that. Yeah. Anyways, a lot. This has piqued the attention of many people, my, ourselves here at Guildhall, even uh, you know, financial planner Jamie Carrasco from Canacorn Genuity in Toronto commented this week in response to this. He said the Shanghai. Remember, the Shanghai Exchange is a physical market. No paper contracts. No paper. Love that. And more importantly, home of the gold convertible petro yuan contact contract, petro dollar and yuan contract, which is already trading Russian oil, into which Saudi Arabia, Iran, and the United Arab Emirates are soon switching. This contract allows the BRICS to buy oil using yuan and the seller to take gold home for trade settlement instead of petro dollar. What a great summary. And with this kind of price differential, it won't be long before the Western gold producers and Western physical inventories drain over to Shanghai as gold returns to the monetary system. When you have, an arbit- when you have these two price disparities, you're setting up an opportunity, an arbitrage opportunity to buy locally here in North America. And if you're an enterprise, if you can get your gold sold in Shanghai, what you have in essence done was created a vacuum and vacuum out precious metals out of North America eastbound. You so- sell, you buy here, and sell high in Shanghai. So could it possibly be that they're setting up this arbitrage so that they can get more metal moving from from west to east? You know, I know that they're a physical exchange versus so the idea is there could be a physical exchange in in China versus the paper exchange in America and so they can manipulate the price down so you could give the one argument of well one side's manipulating the price one side saying well we're a physical market but once you bring this arbitrage idea into it maybe they're creating an arbitrage to be able to suck the metal from west to east well the demand is in the east so naturally the merchants are moving eastbound the dealers are moving eastbound the vaults you have Saudi Arabia setting up precious metals vaults they're getting into the business they used to be, you know, strictly traditionally oil-based. Now they're getting because the region is taking over the precious metal space. The loss of control of purchasing power, the loss of control of the pricing of metals is now being lost as well. The U.S. dollar de-dollarization was the trend that we've been seeing. Now we're seeing a price control loss for the North Americans, and we talked about silver squeeze. This is a squeeze because if you're running out, if where is the metal coming from? The COMEX. London Metals, maybe, there's going to be a drain, a further drain on inventories. And we know what can happen. If they cannot deliver on these contracts, these exchanges will need to default. It will be forced to default. And then we will have a true price discovery um, event that could potentially happen. Price is much higher. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, if those contracts get squeezed out, the metals get squeezed higher. This is going to be epic. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. It is going to be epic because you can see the drain happening, and we are nearing the end of the drain. Just like the strategic oil reserves, just like watching oil move up, you can see and sense that the physical, the physical supply is really starting to run out. Um, you know, retail level, we're doing okay right? Retail level is it, you know, you could get zapped pretty quick if there's a run in the market and people always like to buy on momentum. So as soon as they start to see some momentum in the gold and silver market, all of a sudden you get massive buyers move in and the, and the physical product could be zapped out of the market pretty quick. So it's interesting because September, uh, Vince Lancey did a whole, um, video on September 
And it was very interesting because I think he looked at the last 10 or 15 years and he was saying September is the, is the month that silver bottoms, that whether it's October, November, December, it's after September, the market takes off. That's what happened last year. You saw a big move from basically early November all the way through December where it went from like something like 18 something all the way up to $24 in silver. So you do see bigger moves after September, which tells you what, if you're a stacker, if you want to acquire physical gold or sorry, physical silver, really you want to look for dips like we've been seeing in the market where in my mind, Jerry, I'd like to get your opinion on this. For me, you know, anything two ways. One, anything under $26 on spot is pretty, is pretty good. Very good. I think as far as a, as far as a channel is concerned, you know, I think you want to be buying anytime before this breaks 30. I think that's the big thing for me. Breaking 28, breaking 30 is going to be a huge thing. Once you break 30 in this market, we're going to be entering a new stair step level where all of a sudden you go from consolidating between 22 and $28 silver to bang, this thing just takes off. And where does it go? We don't mm-hmm. even know. Does it stop at 35? Does it stop at 40? Either way, it's going to now be above, uh, it's going to, the twenties are gone. Right. Right. So I see two things. Get it if you can under 26. Overall, big picture, get it under 30. Um, what are your thoughts? Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. I echo those sentiments exactly because once silver goes over $30, that means gold is over all time highs. Remember the last time we, you know, gold hit an all time high, silver was stuck in the 28 range. So to know that silver breaks 30, we're off to the races. This is leaps and bounds for the precious metal space. I mean, when you know when gold can finally start to rally, that's when silver becomes very explosive. Yeah, we did that. We did that um, interview with uh, John Forrest Little, and I would encourage everyone to go to our YouTube channel to see that interview where we looked at four charts. I think it was four charts, and they're mind-boggling mm-hmm. in terms of what the setup is right now. So if you're just a technical person, you're going to love looking at those to see where this market is headed in silver. Immediate. Once you see those charts, those formation, the charts, you don't even have to know what we're, what we're charting. You will say this is a bullish formation. And that's, the, that's why, you know, chart is chart. You know, use these patterns to de- determine, you know, levels of support, levels of resistance, uh, momentum, um, ranges. And now that we're seeing the end of an interest rate hike cycle coming up, you know, next week is potentially the last U.S. Federal Reserve rate hike. Um, February, uh, September 20th, next Wednesday, the Federal Reserve is uh, stated you're going to be giving their announcement, and we'll see what they have to say. Uh, chances are they'll be they'll be pausing, Jeremy. Okay, so you've moved on to the next subject. So let's talk about the next subject, which is um, what the Federal Reserve could guide us. Um, that's obviously what what they're into right now. Is is forward guidance and seeing how much hot air they can push through to keep things going the way they want it to go. Um, And they're working against a government that keeps spending. But um, are more hikes in in the future? I'm hearing some people saying, yeah, again, another one or two. I have an article here, by the way, about the lag effect, which we have to get into right after this discussion, because this is about how long it takes for these interest rate hikes to make its way through the system for everyone to start feeling it. But um, what do you think? You think they could raise it? 
You think they can they can keep playing chicken? Maybe one more, uh, but the data shows they're they're already in pain. So next week, all eyes are on the FOMC announcement. And before then, you know, metals have been quite choppy. Looking at the support levels, gold prices rebounded today, but over the course of the week hit a support of 1905. Silver was um, down in the 2280s, have recovered the 23 level. Um, now we're off of the support level, and they're going to be attacking a few resistance for gold, 1920 mark, 1930, 1940, 1950. These are clusters. And then for silver, we're moving about 50 cent range. But then these are all short-term ranges. We're all looking at the FOMC and the Fed tool, the FOMC, the CME, the CME Fed Watch tool has uh, the percentage of a Fed pause at about 93%. Oh, so I think okay. it's already kind of given that they'll get a pause. But some are saying this is the final rate hike. So pause with hawkish talk, probably. Or, yeah. Pause with some threats that if you don't behave... We're going to keep raising rates. 11 times. They've already raised the interest rates 11 times over the course of a year and six months. Um, they've done a lot of damage, Jeremy. A lot of damage, a lot of losses, downgrades, banking systems, um, financial systems have failed, institutions have gone bust, and things are not looking good. I mean, just, just this week, um, the Federal Reserve officially reported a loss. Now, there are a lot of red ink at the Fed right now, Jeremy. So there's an article coming out of Mises. Uh, called lots of red ink at the Fed. So the question is, can they continue to hike rates? This article clearly says no, because the Federal Reserve has officially reported a loss of $57 billion for the first six months of this year, 2023, and the anticipated loss of over $100 billion for the year and will continue into 2024. Um, the Fed has, what, $88 billion in interest income, but $141 billion, almost double is interest expense. So it's paying out in, in interest 53 billion more than it received. It's losing money, Jeremy, because the interest rate has gone too high. They, they're Can hurting they themselves. Going? They're hurting themselves. So let's go, let's keep raising rates, guys. It's back, not, I'm backed into the corner. I'm, I'm not swinging on, away. Not only that, but in, you know, they've got something like $8 trillion of their deficit that's rolling over that is now going to have to be paid interest at the higher rates. So when they used to say, um, well, the rate, the, the rates don't, it, it, the debt doesn't matter. It's like, oh, no, no, now it does. <laughs> now it does. Now it's early. And the last one on page seven of this report, when the combined Fed's investments were marked to market on June 30th, their investments, how they're spending and, and gambling, they had a market value loss of over $1 trillion or a market value loss of 23 times the Fed's stated capital. Why do we have a Federal Reserve? Their job is to maintain employment and to keep inflation down. And they're failing at both. Now they're losing money. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Close and, it up. And the Fed. We don't need central banks. It's a, it's a crazy system, and that's what caused income tax in the first place. So uh, the number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Protect yourself today during these uncertain times. And one of those best ways to do it is to own real money, real assets, that can't be stolen away by inflation. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. More to come on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. 
Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, I want to share a story with you. Um, I know we got more to get to, but let's meander a little bit. I was watching a YouTube video. I can't remember the guy. He was very uh, an investment guy. He's got a whole channel of investments and um, very well spoken, okay? Great, great production value. Um, clearly takes his, um, takes his intellectual prowess as a point of pride, his investment, his investment acuity as a, as a point of pride, right? Otherwise you wouldn't have a financial channel. And, uh, he spent eight minutes on a video espousing why gold was the worst investment ever. <laughs> okay. Okay. And he said it with very, just as I'm making a very calm voice right now, as everyone knows, I'm very excitable, but he just had very calm, here are my points, so that you know, no one gets uh, mistaken. Because of course, if you have a very calm, perfect tone, then whatever you're saying has to be the truth, right? Which is totally not, not the case. You can be lied to in all sorts of ways, but I don't think he was being disingenuous. I think what happened is the gold market chewed him up. Probably. Specifically, I'll tell you exactly what his problem was. His problem was he felt he had to do it all on his own. He, and whoever was in the gold business, he didn't feel he could trust them to walk him through it. So he talked about... So one of the problems is that if you're going to own gold, you have to store it. So you're going to have to go out and buy a safe. And you don't want to buy a safe that's too small because someone could walk off with that. What you're going to need to do is to buy a really big safe. So if you put $100,000 into buying gold, which you wouldn't need a big, big safe for, <laughs> um, you're going to spend three, dollars $4,000 on a safe. Well, isn't that just 3 4% out the window? So now my investment sucks, right? What would you say to that right out the gate? I know you can, it's already working your way through we're, this. We're dealing with a hard asset. You know, you have, you're gonna have to have proper storage, a facility to keep it in. If I'm buying a boat, I have to park it at the marina and I have to pay a marina fee. I'm still enjoying, it's still doing what a, what, a, what a boat does. Or, you know, if I have wine, I need to build a cellar. But yeah, I'm enjoying my wine, but the wine is doing its own thing. My gold is doing its thing. It's protecting my wealth. Beautiful. Or if you have life insurance, you have to pay your monthly. The premiums must be paid. But Full if coverage. something happens, that's what you paid your insurance for. This is about holding an actual asset versus an investment. Absolutely. If I had a quote unquote investment where I was chasing yield and I had to pay out 1% a year for for the the pleasure of doing that, then then it then you'd have an issue, right? By the way, even the ones where you don't own the physical, you still have to pay for storage <laughs> that you don't own anything for. So, and then again, you know, I we have people who will talk to us about storage and they'll say, oh, you know, it's like, can you do better? Or like, what's this worth? I say, look, it's, it's 1.25 in, in the RSPs, it's 1.25. It can go down as low as 0.75 out, outside the RSPs. Inside the RSPs, okay, 1.25 is 5% every four years. That's 10% every eight years. If you don't think gold can go up 10% and do what you need it to do, we're, what, what are we talking for? Mm -hmm. 
right? There's and 1.25% for silver. You need silver to move up 30%, 30 cents to 30, cover. That's right. 1.25% so, for that year. Gold's up 400% over the last 20 years. You'd be dishing out 20% to storage, right? For peace of mind. For peace of mind. So, okay, forget that. Then he went with the old no yield. Oh. No yield. And you're sitting there going, of course there's no yield on gold. It's money. There's no counterparty risk. But if you buy it at the wrong time and you sell it at the wrong time because you're sour grapes about it, then you don't get the benefits, right? I started buying gold at, what, four four eighty an ounce. I bought it at the high, 19-something back in 2011, and I've been buying it all the way along. What happens is is if you if you can get the investing mentality out of your mind and you move towards value, you say, how many ounces do I have? I got 50, I got 100. And what, what's the value of that today? Perfect. And over time, you see how much the value of that has, has grown. The only time that you would not have done well in gold and or silver is if you bought it near, like near the peak on the way up in 2010-11 and on the back half of that when it came down in 2013. So during a four-year period, if you bought near the peak, after the peak, either before or after, and you didn't do any cost averaging outside of that, mm-hmm. you, you'd be sour grapes. Yeah. Like, but, but hold on, because we're very close to, I mean, gold's at those levels again. Yes, we are. Silver's going to be, and I've seen it in the market, silver can make up lost time like that. Coiled spring. Silver right now is a coiled spring, ready to bounce. And if you look at what gold and silver has done, have done since 1976, I mean, the gains are there, you know, from 1976 to 80. Gold went up 717%. Silver went up almost 1,100%. In, in the couple of years later, from 85 to 87, another gain of 75% gold. All the way fast forward today, we continue to see peaks in metals. And if you continue to listen to The Real Money Show now and tune in to find out when is the right time, could this be the potential, the time to buy gold? We've been saying this is very seasonal as well. Over the past 40 years, metals tend to dip in the summer months. Prepare for the fall. We are in September. It's going to be pretty volatile going forward, so definitely get in touch with us. Understand that this is physical. You're converting out of paper into hard assets, and that's the key. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. More to come on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, in the last segment, we were just talking about, look, sometimes people could have bad experiences in the market and it can hurt them forever. And I, I felt bad in the end because in watching this video because I, I felt like one of the things he said was, um, well, you know, these gold guys are quick to take your money, but if you need to liquidate, they're not there for you. They disappear. And I thought, well, who are you dealing with? <laughs> you know, what gold company? Did you not like go on and do some research on user reviews or anything? If, if you, I've read some nightmare scenarios like gold money, whatever, somebody wanted to take delivery, but that's not their platform, right? Their platform is 
physical gold stored on a one-to-one -one basis, so your product could be stored anywhere around the world in one gram increments, meaning it's unallocated. So taking delivery is not really built for you. Whereas with Guildhall, it's all fully allocated. It's not one-to-one. -one. It's you bought an ounce of gold, here's the ounce of gold, here's the serial number that you purchased, and here it is in the vault in your account. So if you wanna take delivery of it, well, where's Guildhall gonna go? <laughs> right to your account, take the gold, deliver it to you, right? So we, we have a system that's built for that. And we have a lot of people asking questions about that. And then, and then I was just thinking to myself, I'm thinking, well, how hard is it to, to liquidate? We, we help people liquidate all the time. We give them the, the money right away. It's the most liquid market. People, people get their money faster in selling gold than if you had it in a, in a trading account and tried to get it out of the bank. That's right. You want to see your money sit somewhere for eight days? Try, try doing a transfer, outgoing transfer from an institution. You could be waiting three weeks before they decide to push back on you mm -hmm. and say, well, you know what? We want a manual signature instead of an electronic, whatever the case <laughs> is, right? Mm -hmm. So, so I, I, felt, I felt like, listen, you got washed out from this market. You dealt with the wrong people. You, you didn't want to have hand-holding so that you could do it the right way, right? That's right. It's like, I'm reaching here on an analogy, it's a, but I used to work in, in restaurants and uh, people would come in, they want to have a wedding. And they'd have all these ideas of what their wedding want, wanted to be. And you'd say, but we have this space and we can only do so much with this space, right? Um, you do renovations. You say, okay, I've got all these great ideas. And then you go in, you start hammering things. You say, uh, yeah, that wall isn't moving, right? You need to have someone handhold you. You're climbing up a mountain. You're going down the rapids. You need someone with experience who's done it all before to say, listen, how much can you handle, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. How much of the rapids do you really want to handle? You want us to take the easy road? You want to go, go, go strong? Um, that's what we do. We've been, I've been here for over 16 years. Jerry, I think it's been 12 for Actually, you. I just, I just noticed on your LinkedIn, you, you reached 17 years. Se Congratulations. Wow, 17 years. So it's all about having the right guide to be able to make you feel comfortable, to make the right moves so that you have the right strategies and the right mindset to actually do really, really well in the gold and silver market. Now the market will take care of itself. So let's talk about how the market will take care of itself. Um, that was my, my spiel. My takeaway was, buddy, you got washed out. <laughs> I feel bad for you. you. If you would have had some a little bit of hand-holding, let someone guide you a little bit, the right people guide you a little bit, you would have been, you would have been a gold lover, mm -hmm. not very, a hater. Very liquid market. The market is the the largest, the gold market is the number one market cap globally. You're never going to get cornered. Whenever you need to sell, you can sell. And this is the reason why central banks need a reserve in physical gold because of liquidity, and they need to be decoupled from all the financial risks. I wish this guy listened to Rick Santelli on, from CNBC. Oh, what he said? Rick say? said, if you trade, trade in paper, and the notion of many who trade gold, if the financial world comes to an end, they're going to have the gold. But if you're, tra tra if you're trading in ETF gold, you're going to have a piece of paper. Rick, San Rick Santelli from CNBC says to buy physical gold. Really? Love that guy. Um, here's an article. came out in Zero Hedge. Um, we'll have to get to the lag effect another time. Uh, Japanese panic buy gold as yen implodes and inflation soars. As we go through this article, just think about 
that this is happening everywhere and it's and it's happening here as well just not the gold buying frenzy yet so listen to this article um, a gold buying frenzy in hyperinflating banana republic basket cases like venezuela zimbabwe argentina or turkey makes sense one can also imagine indians and chinese liquidating rushing to buy the precious metal as they periodically do for other no less relevant reasons but japan that's right the otherwise quiet and rapidly aging population of japan has found a new inflation infatuation i should say with gold and it has the relentless money printing juggernaut that is the bank of japan to thank for it so it cites an ft report that the price of gold in japan denominated in a currency uh in a joke of a currency, the Japanese lira, strike that out, yen, has jumped to an all-time high as the yen extends its, extor its, its historic slide against the U.S. dollar, vaporizing the purchasing power of residents and forcing cash-rich cash households to find a hedge against ubiquitous inflation. I'm going to read that again, and I want you to think not of Japan, but as a Canadian, okay? I'm just going to put it into Canadian perspective. As the FT reports, the price of gold in, in Canada has jumped to an all-time high as the Canadian dollar extends its historic slide against the U.S. dollar, vaporizing the purchasing power of residents and forcing cash-rich households to find a hedge against the ubiquitous inflation. Hmm. To, me, it's, to me, this is a global problem of money printing everywhere, cash printing, currency printing, Everyone's going to feel the pain. We need to put it somewhere where, where that wealth can be stored and thrive. Where do you see prices headed? Jeff? Jeremy, this is what's happening. People are jumping into the market from, from paper investments and jumping into a finite supply of precious metals. And when you talk about that, especially silver, the silver market is seriously tiny. Our, the global domestic equity market is $98 trillion. If just 1% of that money jumped into the silver market, you will wipe out the supplies. You need to own physical precious metals, own some silver. If you're looking to protect your wealth against the loss of depreciating currencies, depreciation is not the word anymore. It's decimated currencies. These currencies are gone. Voltaire said all currencies head to zero. And this is what's happening. You don't want your money going to zero. I don't but I own precious metals. So I'm prepared for seeing triple, quadruple digit silver markets and over $15,000 gold. Within the next 10 years, I do see that happening, Jeremy. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, thank you. We're gonna have to get back to, we, we've run out of just time. We've, we've run out of time, <laughs> we've run out of time. You're just gonna have to tune in to the next week's show of The Real Money Show. Give us a call, we deal in physical precious metals. We'll walk you through how, how it all works, whether you want to buy it direct, have it stored, or even put it into a registered account like an RSP, TFSA, Lira, LIF, RIF, or the new home buyers uh, program that they have. We will help you with all of it. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Thank you so much, and we look forward to speaking to you next week on AM640. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.